We're back here again. Uh, the initial plan was essentially to um, share share my story uh, first because that's where we um, ended in the, on our first episode. But we had we had an opportunity to bring in Atu for a second one, and so uh, we did that. And then you know, right now it's the seventh. Uh, Atu leaves on the 8th to go to Korea and then we'll talk about that a little bit further in this episode um, you know so we had the so we thought okay so instead of doing a zoom because we we don't want to do a second one instead of doing a zoom we thought it would be best to kind of bring you in before you leave uh, I know you're still packing and things but also but you know he's almost done with all the big stuff that needs to happen so yeah, so we thought you know we'll, we want to get into the topic that we we wanted to get to after his story on our previous episode, which was about um, about helping players in terms of motivation and um, you know, inspiration, um, helping the players to uh, make the the best decisions possible in the in the pathway that they're they're on, um, and you know overcoming conflicts, uh, overcoming challenges and things like that. So we want to talk about that. So we'll, that's what we'll be doing today. Um, so let's let's start with um, asking you, so are you excited about Korea? So what will your sort of preparation look what do, what what does your what did your preparation look like um, coming up uh, preparing for the eighth now that you're leaving? Uh, very excited. Um... It's been a while since I've been in a team environment like this, mm-hmm. in this capacity. So I'm very excited to be back. Yeah. Um, kind of getting good training, just consistent training, being involved in a team, um, a team setting. I think I'm very excited for that. I would say that my preparation has been pretty normal. I haven't done anything crazy, just like getting touches in, mm-hmm. extra touches, mm-hmm. making sure that I'm sharp. Probably also mentally getting ready. And for me, mentally getting ready is just making sure that I'm happy in my decision Mm -hmm. in what I'm doing because this is a big move as well. Uh, Getting as much as I can on this end, getting used to the culture because it's something that I haven't really experienced before other than the two weeks that we were there. Yeah, that would be... Um, That'd be fun. Yeah, and... Also, just saying my final good, like, well, not final goodbyes, but kind of buys for some yeah. time to all my friends, my mm-hmm. family over here. Just being, being able to spend time before actually getting to work and grinding. So, yeah, it's been it's been a good time, but I'm very excited to, to get out. Yeah. yeah. So to explain one more time of how this all happened was essentially um, I, I knew of a of a of a friend uh who was at the verge of making a new club and then they will be playing in k4 uh and i told him about atu because you're just coming off of denmark and then you were and you looked ready you look sharp and obviously you needed a team so we talked about him he came over they loved him he tried you trial for about two weeks it wasn't really even a proper trial right so we were we were there um, because of COVID. They had to shut down the entire sort of training as soon as we got there. Yeah. 
So we were trying to make up for it by doing like you're getting trained by another private trainer. We went to another um, another team training just to get their feed, you know, just because GM wanted to get their feedback as well uh, in a team setting. So there wasn't there weren't any official trial. But within that, I think Atu carried himself well. Like GM liked you in terms of like you know character and personality. Um, and then you trained with them twice. Was it was it twice or once? Two days. Literally two days right before you left because we we even we extended it yeah. as well. Uh, and then the second day you scrimmaged, it was a scrimmage against the college team. Um, and then you scored a goal and you assisted one. You said, yeah, right. Um, and then this pretty well-known YouTuber also also made a YouTube sort of highlight video out of him, um, which was kind of interesting. Um, and then the head coach loved you, right? Mm. Like, what? Like, explain to us again. So he explained to me again. So exactly what he said. He said everyone should play like you or something. Yeah, just in terms of going forward, because he he thought that the players on the team only decided to go backwards or with their first touch was always going backwards so he's explaining that with the first touch he wants us to kind of like yeah. try to get forward and that was something that other people on the team weren't doing mm. so he said that to them at halftime yeah yeah which was really yeah obviously one of the best things you can hear from from your head coach so um yeah, so it was it was a very very interesting trip, but it went well, right? And then um, you know they became official last month, middle of, middle of the month, um, and then they will be official in terms of the federation now on the fifteenth. Okay, so I want to bring that Jim in to our podcast for sure one day, um, but he will explain how difficult it has been for him to get this going. You know. Um, there's, they still so basically the federation is asking them right now uh, for proof of sponsorships, you know, so that they're not like fake, proof of the actual so home ground that we actually have a home ground all that stuff. Um, he had he had a history of like failing, right? He had a he had a he had a professional club and he failed once. So the federation's like, the federation asked him to step down completely, have somebody else in it. But that kind of worked out, worked well in a way where he could keep his position. So he's there. He's like, you know, he said, don't worry about it. We'll be official. So there are three professional, new professional clubs now in Korea, in Busan, um, Goyang, obviously. I forget this other one city. And they'll be all over the news official by the Federation on the 15th of this month. So um, they're, they're preparing, obviously, not to like, you know, stay now and all that. And I think... Um, you know, keeping track of your how things are going with you, even when you're there, it would be cool. So we'll be doing that as well. Um, what are your goals for the season, upcoming season? The season's going to start in January slash February. So, but they wanted Atu in three months early for preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it's a, it's a it's a long preseason. You know, yeah. it'll be cold, man. It'll be snowing. <laughs> yeah, um, I've been there before, so right. I've not been there. Yeah, yeah. Been in that type of mm-hmm. scenario before. So mm-hmm. my goals for the upcoming season are I have I have targets that I want to hit. So mm-hmm. 
My goal is double digits in goals and assists. So 10 and 10 at least. Um, hopefully that works out. I think another goal is with the team to do as well as possible, which is probably, I think an honest goal would be top five. Mm. Top five teams. Um, and I think if we can do that for a brand new team, that would be a pretty good feat. So Yeah. 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 So basically, starting 2025 or 2024, I forget when, um, they're going to connect. So at the moment, they do have promotion relegation, but the first and second division, uh, they're together, and the third and fourth division, they're together. So they're not all connected. Mm-hmm. But starting 2024, five, they will be connected, and then every professional new new professional club that comes in has to come into K4 and get the, and make their way up. Mm-hmm. So. Right now, um, there is a second division forming in the same city, so that's that's also um, a good thing. So you'll be seen by the second division club. Um, but a lot of people, when we were in Korea, they were like, "Why are you starting at K four? Mm-hmm. Right? So because they thought he could be at a higher um, league. Um, but we both agreed that starting there and then kind of climbing our way up improving ourselves in the bottom the bottom would, def- would be the best way and you were up for the challenge and you wanted to do it so with all that being said and we've talked about Korea enough we let's move on to the topic that we really want to discuss um, you know helping players so you know I remember when I decided to be when I decided to make this performance coach as my profession it all started with a young player I met in Madrid, and he was going through really difficult times with injury, you know, and then he couldn't play. He knew his career was over, and, you know, his parents would send him money to for him to basically live, right? But then he would spend all that money on, you know, bad things. Uh, about had a, had a really long talk with him, and that reminded me of the few players I, I, that I was training back in the U.S., um, and that really just triggered me. That was that was the moment when I think God really revealed to me, like, this is what I want you to do. Um, I also had an ambition to be the best at something, and I knew I couldn't be the best in soccer as an athlete. I just knew it. If, I'm gonna, if I continue playing, I'll be probably a lower division player. Um, I was very honest with myself, but I knew and I wanted to be uh, the best performance coach in the world, and I wanted to you know, train the best players in the world. So anyways, that's where how I ended up here. Uh, and I wanted to start the conversation by asking you, right? Like um, the players that you've helped in the past or maybe currently, even currently helping now who have maybe shaped how you, you know, you said your goal is to be a performance coach, a trainer or coach later. Mm-hmm. So maybe any sort of events, the moments that happened in your, in your life until now that has shaped that for you, basically. Yeah. I think there are different players at different levels that I feel like I've kind of took under me, my, my wing and mm-hmm. worked with them. So I could think even back to coaching six-year-olds. Mm-hmm. I had one six-year-old in particular who just was really frustrated not being able to, not as athletic as other players, and he wanted to be as good as the other players, mm-hmm. but at that age, fast kids, strong kids are just, yeah. they have 
a big gap. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, he was also getting frustrated. Um, but I think with all the players that I coach, it's always patience. Mm. Your time is going to come and you're just explaining that everybody's path looks different. Yeah. And there's no, I've talked to a bunch of parents about it as well. There's no one path that like, this is how it has to happen. So their parents have asked me, they're like, my kid isn't on this team by this time. Should, should they just give it up? Yeah. I'm saying the only reason that I would ever say like, oh, it's time to hang it up is if the player themselves Mm-hmm. just are not in it anymore if mm-hmm. they can if they say that this is something that i don't want to do yeah then that's fine because there's more to life than just soccer but until the player says nah this isn't something that i want anymore mm-hmm. i think things can still happen all it takes is one opportunity yeah and then you get your chance and then you continue your career but i think in terms of that yeah you just have to be very patient be very open and just taking opportunities i think a lot of the time parents are parents compare their children to the other children Mm. there are kids who are signing professional contracts at 14 15 yeah and then you're as a parent they might be like oh my kid is not even making play getting any playing time on their team Mm -hmm. they're on the second team or third team or whatever but so maybe they should just give it up since they're not at that level, which is really sad to see because you can see that the kids have passion. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest things, just having passion and, and a hunger, a drive. But also that needs to be, they need to have the, feel like the backing of their family, yeah. their friends, yeah. coaches, all that kind of thing. And I think that is where you start seeing the most growth. Once they have that, they have the full confidence of people around them. And then the kids are like, okay, yeah, this is definitely something I can do. Mm. Mm -hmm. Or just having role models that are close to them that have made it to where they want to make it to. Yeah. I think that also helps. So, yeah. Without your family, do you think you'll be where you are now? Let's say, so let's say your family, they didn't give you the the support, you know, back when you you explained about your club. Mm -hmm. And you know, would your would your just passion and drive for soccer be enough for you to continue going? Uh, definitely, my passion was there, but I wouldn't have been able to make it. You know, without family, even friends, uh, coaches, yeah, teammates, all of that, I definitely wouldn't have been able to make it. And I think that's something that people have to be honest with themselves about. Mm-hmm. Like, there's only so much that I could do when I was 16. I wasn't driving. If my parents said, oh, we're just not going to take you to yeah. practice, like, yeah. it's time to hang it up, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to go practice. Yeah. If my friends, certain teammates weren't encouraging, then I would have been even questioning myself even more. I already do that. Mm. and already was doing that a lot but at least like little comments they're like oh man good practice or that was a good move all those little things are things that kind of drive me and I'm like okay maybe this is something that I can do yeah but yeah definitely without family it wouldn't have worked um, 
my passion definitely was there. But also financially, soccer is not a cheap sport to play in this country, yeah. especially at that level. So I wasn't working. I was focusing mm -hmm. on school. Yeah. And in all honesty, if my parents said, like, look, this is something that we can't afford because the school that I, I went to, that was my choice to go to that school. Yeah. And it was not a cheap school. So my parents could have just been like, yeah, look, we're focusing this much on school mm. and we still have retirement to focus on and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like family in Nigeria to send money back to. So, mm. yeah, uh, there's no way there's no way that you can do it alone. It's, it's just not possible. Yeah, I think um, you, the a lot of times like when the when the players come in, some of the things that they're missing in their development is like affirmation, just that encouragement. So, um, who was that so specific maybe person in your life for that, for encouragement and affirmation for you? Maybe just one person you can talk about, maybe like a, maybe like a, like a situation scenario um, that you remember where maybe you were just about to give up, and then that person kind of showed up. Um, I think the first time that, the, yeah, like I said, there's so many people but the one time that i was actually gonna put my mm -hmm. like hang up my boots and just focus on coaching mm -hmm. i was 20 years old and my dad i told my dad i was like hey dad look um it's june at by this time and i'm like yeah honestly it's just not working out mm -hmm. like i would come close and then things would just go mm -hmm. go right back I would, I would find myself in square one so I was just like, hey, Dad, look, by December, if nothing opens up, then, yeah, I'm just going to mm. just quit. He was like, okay, yeah, I hear that. I hear your frustration, whatever. But he was like, I mean, if you look back to where you started, mm. you have made so much improvement. And by this time, I wasn't even thinking about my other teammates who I had, yeah. who had stopped playing by this time. So then he put everything into perspective for me trying to just encourage me being like, hey, let's give it six more months. Mm. Let's see what happens by this time next year. Mm -hmm. And then by that time, I had signed my first contract. Mm. So it's like those little things, those little, yeah, just like little affirmations, little kind of pushes mm. that, that are necessary. He's not saying like, I have to do it. But yeah. he didn't say, you have to do this. Mm -hmm. He was like, "If let's let's see how it is. Just tr if you can, give it six months, and let's see what happens." Yeah. So I think those type of affirmations or telling you to, I was never told, "Hey, you need to quit," or "Hey, you need to, you have to continue." Mm -hmm. Like just if you can, do it. If not, perfect. Yeah. Then yeah. he made he they made me know. My parents made me know like whether this was what happened or whether soccer happened or it didn't. It wouldn't change how they felt about me mm -hmm. as a person. And I think that's also very important that whoever you're dealing with, whether it's your children, other teammates, uh, players, yeah. that they know that how, how you view them is not going to change. It's not going to mm -hmm. be affected by mm -hmm. their success. Mm -hmm. I think that's very important. So that kind of leads into then, you know, the, I think that, um, 
as you shared that you wanted to be a performance coach obviously or you know coach trainers whoever that kind of helps the the youngers and the players who are trying to achieve their dream what do you think and I'll essentially be asking you questions that I ask myself you know and so um, like every day right and uh, um, helping all kinds of players at all sorts of levels right um, and maybe it's a, just this is just a moment where you can kind of like share what you have in mind at the moment mm-hmm. and then later on you come back to this podcast and you listen to it again like listen to sort of what you thought before but um, I thought it would be interesting to ask you those questions and then we can kind of talk about it think about it um, and then I was to give you give our viewers an idea uh, first of all help them to be help them to know um, that they're going down the right path in terms of maximizing their potential uh, what they can do better and essentially motivate them to continue to um, you know um, to reach their to push their peak essentially mm-hmm. what do you think are the essential factors that has to go into any and every player's success equation? So, yeah, go done. Okay. Well, that gives you that 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 is a question. But I'm gonna have to de- redefine that. So success is so there are two different types of types. So and this will give you time to think think. Yeah. But like success, we def- we define success as. Um, life success finding what our vision is achievement success is that soccer success mm-hmm. life success so is that a success equation and the achievement achievement equation so i know every obviously i also believe that every player obviously has different equations mm-hmm. and then we just found out your equation last episode mm-hmm. but is there something un, like an underlying factor that has to be part of every equation you know and everyone's stories. So I can clarify a little bit more, which is that uh, success equation, how we at P2PM define success is life success, right? So we we have those five goals that we always talk about. So micro goal, short term, achievable dream and vision. And vision is something that you want to pass down to your kids, essentially. Something like, okay, uh, until I die, this is, this is my this is my mission, you know. Um, and what what the the every day when you achieve that, when you do it, that's success for me. That's success equation. Now, um, and then there's the achievement equation, which is you know, a sock becoming a professional soccer player, becoming world's best, is an achievement. Mm-hmm. It's not. We don't say that's success because you can. Okay, let's just like talk extreme. You can do all that. And then, and then you get depressed, and then, and then you you do harm to yourself. That's not success, you know. Mm-hmm. It was it was an achievement, but we wouldn't say that's a successful life as a whole. Um, so let's talk about achievement equation first, right? So let's go let's take a step back. So in order to achieve what we are trying to achieve, and you are doing the same, right? So you're trying to be the world's best. Obviously, essentially, if you, it's not just to be a pro, right? Mm-hmm. To be the best in Korea, best in the world. What are the factors, the necessities that has to go into the equation for any and every player, for us to achieve um, great things? 
and just mm-hmm. your opinions, you know, and your experience. I think, so like you said, first off, mm-hmm. there needs to be a, the individual needs to define what their achievement goal is or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I mean, for some people, their goal is not to be the best. They just, mm. yeah, they're okay being average and that's fine. That's, sure. It goes person to person. Um, I would say there needs to be a certain level of hard work, mm-hmm. but there needs to be persistence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I, I think it would be very tough to achieve something without being persistent. Mm-hmm. And and then also another level of like consistent persistence, if that mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, you can't just be, you can't just work hard here, and then take off, and then a week mm-hmm. goes by, two mm-hmm. weeks goes by, and then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, maybe it's time to work hard again. Mm-hmm. I think you may or may not achieve achieve that goal mm-hmm. but more likely than not you're not going to achieve it mm. if you're just not as persistent you're mm-hmm. not as hard working mm-hmm. but luck happens mm-hmm. and there have been seasons you can even look at like actual team seasons where other teams are doing poorly and then mm-hmm. one team is just doing average but mm-hmm. then that team looks so much better than the rest yeah. of the teams because they're Mm-hmm. All the other teams are just not doing well, so there's there's a level of luck there, mm-hmm. and then that but that team is achieving what they they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I think luck happens, but mm-hmm. for sure a level of hard work and persistence, I would say. So to make that that question, I guess easier for you to answer, like for you, what was that a question for you then? So it also comes down to technique. Mm-hmm. It comes down to understanding the game, you know, so anything and everything. Yeah. And then I, we can break it down. So the first thing that we let's let's talk about um, as a professional, as an athlete, the character of an athlete, like you just mentioned hard work. Mm-hmm. So at, for us at P2PM, right? So, you know, we have the five pillars and then that the second pillar is the professional pillar. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, relationship with your coach, relationship with others around you, things like that. Mm-hmm. So we can we can take it pillar by pillar. So, um, but or however you want to do it. But for yeah. you, what was what was the equation, and how are you making that equation better um, for you to reach your goal, the goal that you have now? Yeah, I think me personally is the same thing. Uh, Persistence, hard work, and a little bit of luck, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't say, because somebody might try to do exactly what I did, mm-hmm. and it just won't work out for you. So mm-hmm. that's possible, just because my story is different. Mm-hmm. But um, And then what we touched on before is those affirmations, like family, mm-hmm. so like resources as well, but... A lot of hard work, mm. a lot of persistence, mm. and lots of prayer, mm-hmm. luck, just things falling into place. I think that's mm-hmm. how I was able to achieve 
to this point what I've mm. wanted to achieve. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about in terms of your? Oh yeah, I think if I ask these questions to our future guests as well, it'd be really interesting. Mm-hmm. What what I would do is like I'll go through these pillars, the five pillars that 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 we develop our players with, and um, and then I'll ask you how you think you've developed those pillars, and then maybe if you want to add another pillar to how you think of football, then you do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, for me, we just talked about the professional mindset basically, yeah. but where that comes from, I believe, is your identity. My most important pillar is your identity. So how you define yourself and see yourself. Um, and if we go in depth, like we can go all, all day long. But really, essentially, the identity is also formed within... Uh, it's, it's essentially actually formed within a culture. Because people affirm who you are. You know, they tell you, like, this is, this is you. So, you know, your family has formed an identity in you. Helped to de- develop that identity in you. Um, one of the one of the big things that I do talk about, you know, these days is that um, that you, that I tell my our players to make it really easy to understand that you, that you're a lion, mm-hmm. that you're a predator, like don't play, you know, or you know whatever that you do, like don't be a prey, mm-hmm. you know, you're a predator, you're top of the pyramid, yeah. you know, so that's an identity. Um, obviously, it's, it's never as easy and simple as like. You know, taking an example like that and things and so on. Um, it's something that you develop. And character is what shows your identity. So your integrity, you know, your, all these values that you have. So um, how would you... I know it's it's such such a, you know, mm-hmm. a big topic to sort of impact and, and things. But how... What sort of... us Apart from football, you could be doing anything else, mm-hmm. you know? But you ought to, you know, you ought to. Who are you? And what is, what has helped you to form that in you? Where that translate, translate into what you just said, the professional pillar. Now I'm the professional mindset. What has helped you to get there? What has helped you to be so hardworking? What has helped you to be that persistence, the consistency, yeah? Mm-hmm. I believe those come from who you believe you are. Yeah. It's a big thing, right? It's a big topic. Um, but I believe that's where everything starts. That's where everything starts for me. Uh, I would say hard work has been instilled in me. One, culturally, but mm-hmm. specifically my family. Mm. I think pretty hardworking family. I would say the other things that kind of have gotten me here would be as a person would also be I have opportunities and more like being a Christian to whom much is given much is required Mm -hmm. and I've seen people with much much less than what I have and I just don't feel comfortable not taking advantage of the opportunities that I have Mm -hmm. or that I've been Mm -hmm. blessed with I've been given the platforms that I have it's not it's, it's something that I, I, I don't feel comfortable even going to bed knowing I had an opportunity to practice and I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't work my hardest to practice because I know there's people who would literally kill mm-hmm. to have soccer shoes mm-hmm. 
other than that, just to have a ball to play or a nice field. And then I can't, it's, it's disrespectful to them for me to not take advantage mm. of, of all those things. And I think every single person in every walk of whatever walk of life, whatever stage of life you're in, there's someone who has it worse than you. Mm. And if you can, if you go through that day and you know you, we all take things for granted. Yep. I try to do that as, as little as possible. But there are days where I'm just, I wake up, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to practice today, man. Yep. Or I feel tired, I don't want to do this or, yeah, those happen. But generally, you just can't do that too much. Mm. Because that's very disrespectful to people who are not in, are, are not as blessed as mm. us, I would say. So part of identity is a good steward. Yeah, yeah. Good steward. Yeah, you help yeah. people. Um, it, with what God has given you as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, given a lot in life, so. Mm. So, and then, you know, character is essentially action. So you act out who you think you are like I said so you just you just said you know God's giving me so much and I, I need to do you know I feel the burden when I'm not you know giving my best in what I've been given mm-hmm. then that becomes and then how then you act that out then is your character and that's and that the professional pillar that we just talked about is just how you act that identity out within football mm-hmm. yeah and then we can talk about well you know Let's say your community. Let's you know we can talk about that. Any other things? Um, so yeah. So that's if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, and this would be a really good question I think to ask any and every player, and then also it gives you also an opportunity to think about it a bit, right? You just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, we'll re- revisit this because I do have other interesting questions in my head at the moment that that I would want to ask you. I did want to go through the the entire five pillars. So let's start with um, the empowerment pillar. So that's there are things like uh, you, anything that empowers you to play football. So um, nutrition, hydration, mobility, flexibility. So let me actually read you my sort of like sub pillars that define this. So like durability, recovery, nutrition, hydration, mobility, flexibility, activation, prehab, breathing. Maintenance, strengthening, power, acceleration, deceleration, strength, agility, speed, stamina, endurance, work rate. So again, yeah, the physical aspect, how you take your body and what your body does on the pitch. So looking back, what has helped you to be where you are now? What did you do, basically? Obviously, there are a lot of things, but mm-hmm. I think uh, most important ones. Most important ones, definitely physically, like strength, mm. but also doing, finding finding ways to, to get faster mm. also help. And not just like long speed, like speed, uh, mm. long, long-term speed, mm. more like quick burst of mm. how quick can you be, basically. Mm-hmm. I think doing all that kind of stuff, I mean, there's videos everywhere that you could find. Mm-hmm. Teaching you how to be faster, how to be, how to get quicker. Uh, strength, doing strength work that is specific to soccer, mm. and not just yeah. going to the gym with mm-hmm. with football players. 
Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's also very important to know how to know how to get stronger and what makes you more effective on the field. Mm-hmm. I would say are important. Yeah. But yeah, all the things that you listed, all ways that mm. and, one can keep working on. And you think you think for you the the that's for you being stronger, so working on like football specific strength and quick agility and acceleration deceleration is what what you think um, helped you to be where you're now. Is that what, is that what you're saying? I guess that I was, think, I guess that was the question oh, basically. That, to some, yeah. some degree, but I think more than strength, it was like technical ability that has mm. gotten me to where I am. Mm. Uh, yeah. There's a good balance between technical ability, the strength, speed, and all the underlying factors always hard work for me. So Let's go, then let's go, before, or actually before we get into the technical execution aspect, then let's, let's go through understanding the game first. Yeah. And then, and then the execution. How do you, how do you understand football? So in terms of that, you know, you're the player on the pitch, and no. what differentiates? What do you think differentiates you from others in how you see football? I'm a person that likes to know the how. Mm-hmm. And the why. Mm-hmm. So, I watch a lot of a lot of football, like um, mm-hmm. and all different levels. Like I analyze even little kids because you can see people's natural tendencies. Mm-hmm. Then even analyzing high school players, analyzing college players, professional, all all divisions. Um, but I think one thing that a lot of people don't do, or one thing that people do is just watch their position. Mm-hmm. Or watch what someone in their position does, which I think is good. But I watch and analyze all different positions on the mm-hmm. field. So, as a holding mid, for example, when I see a, the opposite, the opposing center back has the ball, I know okay in that position, from what I've watched, what they're more likely to do. Mm-hmm. So then it helps me make interceptions or put my my, my body in the best position so mm-hmm. to help my team. So watching all different types of players, um, all positions. And then also just understanding the game in general, the business yeah. side of it, all of that I think definitely does help me. Mm. So just I, I just submerge myself in, in football altogether. Mm. So your knowledge in a, the each position's uh, tendencies, like what they would what they would generally do in a certain situation, the patterns of the game, essentially, mm-hmm. that helped you. Yeah, they definitely yeah. helped me, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I can go, we can go in depth at that and actually, like, dissect each specific pattern of the game mm-hmm. and then we can try to figure out um, how you see things that maybe others don't see mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, we can, that's how we come up with principles. So, like, Patterns that happen over and over again, you know. Yeah. But then each situation obviously different from. So that's how you would kind of dissect the understanding pillar, right? Mm-hmm. But that's 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 good. And how you understand those principles in the patterns of the game determines your execution, right? So then now, and I, you just mentioned like when we're talking about empowerment, like yeah, the technique, your technical aspects is really 
you think that was the game changer for you? That's what really helped you to be where you are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would say that helps me stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just trying different things. I love to dribble. Uh, I think I used to be better at dribbling uh, when I was young. Huh? A lot more confidence. Um, mm. But then now, I think my game has started to shift to being more solid defensively. Mm. And so that's one thing that's helped me now. But more, just being bolder, I think, mm. has helped my technique mm. a lot. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And then just to kind of classify things, so basically what you're saying is boldness would go into the professional pillar. Mm. So that will be a character. That will be just, that will be a trait. Okay. Um, which, again, comes from, it comes from confidence in your, I would say, abilities as mm-hmm. well. But I believe ultimately from your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then, and that defensive, that defending aspect goes into the understanding pillar. Mm-hmm. So I think most of the defending really is about understanding. And you, you know, obviously, and then, you know, how you shape your body and things, and, but it's really anticipation, right? And, and obviously being strong in the moment, which is the empowerment. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so um, I guess one, the specific question that I would... Um, the spe- specific question on the a- execution aspect would be uh, what specific technique, mm-hmm. right? What do you think? Just picking your brain here, you know? So you're talking about like a specific move or... Sure. Yeah. That defines you. Uh, I love I love a good curve turn. Mm. I think a curve turn is... You can do that anywhere on the... Well, okay. Definitely not your own box. But yeah. Most places on the field, you can do that turn. And I think it gives you time and space to be mm. able to find what the next pass is or continue continue the attack or even just slow the game down mm. and it just it just looks looks good that's yeah that's also a great question to ask i, th- I think to all the guests like what what is your go-to move mm. you know and what you just answered in terms of okay not in the box though is the ex is the, is the reason why i call it execution because you can't just do it anywhere and everywhere it, all, it always stems from, technique always stems from how you understand the game. So, right, Cruyff turn is not in the box, for example. Like, well, that's, that's your understanding of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let, me even, let me even fix that because sure. sometimes it's necessary. Oh, yeah. I've seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen keepers Situational. pull a Cruyff turn and 100%. slow the game down. They're able to go back the other way. So, mm. I take that back. Mm. There's a time and place all over the field. You just have to know. 100%. You just have to know the time and place. So. Yeah, situational. Yeah, yeah. situational. I guess play, yeah, defining it by 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 where you're on the pitch doesn't that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Good. So you know, and we'll go. We can go super in depth with that because there's thousands and thousands of obviously specific technique we can talk about mm-hmm. per situation. So now now you kind of understand like what I do every day, mm-hmm. which is do this, and then try to find. First of all, the underlying just foundational factors that every player I think needs, and then, mm. and then what this player has that we can, you know. Mm. Um, so then now the final question about, uh, in terms of this pillar, I have two more questions for you, right? Uh, 
um, it just all of a sudden became an interrogation. <laughs> all of a sudden it became an interview. We first started with like, okay, let's talk about you know how we can what what we can share about uh, how we help their players and things. But you know, I but I think in the end, yeah, this would this would help players for sure. Anyways, um, and 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 really just picking your brain and who achieved already what thousands of players want to achieve so you want you're, you're at a moment where you're you achieved it now you're going for the next achievement which is obviously a top level in korea and wherever um so you just we're just picking your brain here right with with your how you're again we talked about achievement equation mm-hmm. and obviously that would help other players and you know parents maybe listening in to kind of like think about themselves as well so anyways it all works out um anyway so the last question how do you the the end goal right the end goal so when all these pillars are just developed and you know you know what we just talked about your identity your your your, your professional mindset you know your at you know your mentality empowerment uh understanding execution these are just now like they're solid developed you're now 29 years old you're playing for real madrid you know uh you close your eyes and you you go to sleep and you're, you're dreaming about you Atu playing in the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. What kind of player are you? Who are you? <laughs> we can start with position, huh? Yeah. What position What position do you see yourself playing in? Now, I definitely see myself playing as a sentiment. Mm. Specifically, I mean, I have a passion for like a holding mid position, mm. but then I also am falling back in love with playing an attacking mid position. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I like, and so so I think the type of player I would be was a player that people enjoy watching. Mm. That that makes the game. That like I, I love to I love when people are like, Man, you work so hard, like they they feel mm. like I wanna go work hard whatever I do as well. Mm-hmm. So that's the type of player I think I but in terms of like technique or ability, I wanna be able to do everything. Like a player that mm-hmm. yeah, he they don't wanna give him space because he can score. Mm-hmm. Or they don't wanna give him space because he can find that, that through ball. Or you don't want to press him because he can dribble you. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the type of player I want to see. I want, I want to be. That does tell me that everything you said, yeah, like a 10, mm-hmm. like an 8. Yeah. Maybe like a box-to-box or a 10. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? That's solid. Yeah. Um, you know, basically the, the question really is, and you guys, the viewers can ask, them, ask you yourself this question, is like, why would anyone pay you $100 million? right to play so what are the assets that you want to have and that really kind of like clarify so that also puts us in a good sort of um, path into the development as well so mm-hmm. you know I, I i put out i put out a post on social media and matt obviously knows this a couple of days ago or was it a week ago where i said um our goal is not to be the most balanced player mm-hmm. our goal is to be obviously extremely efficient extremely deadly like just we want to be a big moment players there's a big difference because in you know in the highest level in the academies you know they don't touch on weaknesses like weaknesses that won't hinder you 
uh, even if you know to for you to go to the next level so they wouldn't necessarily focus on you being both-footed mm. for example if, if if they think that 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 won't hinder you from going to the next level so okay good good that's really interesting last the last bit and this will be the last bit of this episode mm-hmm. final question um is um yeah because i've done i think i've done enough picking your brains here <laughs> maybe where's your frying up at, at the moment but um the last one now you see yourself as a 40 year old 50 year old you know you're a coach now now you know you you close your eyes and you go to sleep and you see yourself as a coach mm-hmm. well first of all tell us where you see yourself because not everyone wants to be a senior squad head coach. Mm-hmm. Some people just want to stay on the youth side the entire time, you know. Um, some people want to be in the dis- like disabilities. I've talked to people who want to just stay with the Paralympics. Mm-hmm. Really interesting, right? Um, so where do you see yourself and what kind of coach are you? How, what's the perfect version of you as a coach? And what would you... Three, three questions. And then what would you tell your players? What would you be telling your players? Yeah. Uh, where do I see myself is mm-hmm. definitely, I want to be a senior like okay. a head, a head coach mm-hmm. of a professional team. Um, ideally somewhere in Europe, but America mm-hmm. will do. Um, <laughs> I also think the type of coach I want to be is... A coach that, that brings players together mm. and I'm still trying to figure out the best way to get the best out of players. Yep. And then that's something that I can learn, um, continue to learn now, mm-hmm. like just with teammates and stuff like that. But yeah, I want to be able to be a coach who definitely has an identity of playing that is deeper than just like, oh, we're going to go out there and outwork the other team. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a given that we're going to do that. But more so, we have our own identity mm. to where like we're all working for each other. But there's a there's a style of play that looks appealing that, that people are just mm-hmm. attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the type of coach I want to be. And what would I tell my players? Is that the question? Yeah. So let's say hmm, to be more specific. Man, I mean, this is goes so far ahead, but it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting interesting question. Like you're about to retire, yeah. you've achieved, you've you won the World Cup, you've won Champions League, you're about to retire, and you want to tell your current squad, very last match of your your career, what would you want to? Hmm. I haven't thought enough about this question as well. This is on top of my head. Okay, so maybe if if it sounds stupid, then you tell me. What would you want to tell? Want to be able to tell your players, or you can you can answer one of the one of either question. What would you want to be able to tell your players, or what would you tell your players if you were at that stage of your career? What do I want to be able to tell my players? That's a good question. I would say what I want to be able to say. I want to say give your all Hmm. and I think to be able to say that you have to look back 
mm-hmm. like look internally and can can I say that I at that point I've done everything that I could do I give my all all the time and if I can say yes hopefully that's the case then that's one mm-hmm. thing I want to tell them but I would say as well never stop growing mm-hmm. and never stop learning and learn from everybody really um, yeah yeah just yeah never stop learning I think there's there's beauty in, in being able to learn things from from all people mm-hmm. um, in every situation as well every situation yeah and enjoy it enjoy it because mm-hmm. the people that are 40, 50 always mm-hmm. say it, it goes quick so I'm assuming, mm-hmm. I'm assuming yeah it goes yeah. quick so I think that in on, on that topic, I think that yeah, and I I've been telling my my young players as well, like, you know, you need to believe, you need to understand that the best version of you on the pitch is when you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And you gotta believe that, you know. Yeah, yeah and when when you do that, and then and when you when you're actually enjoying it, then then you just become a different player. But it's not because our sport is not like. It's not a, like individual sport. It's a team sport. Yeah. And then it goes on for a long time, 90 minutes. So, anyways, that should wrap it up. Uh, just being honest, none of these were planned. Like how our conversation will go. Really, we just had a, just a broad topic. But that really just led us to me also having more ideas in the future. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we'll have our two on. Um, I think, you know, as often as we can. So, we're really enjoying these conversations as well, right? So... But obviously, he'll be leaving to Korea. So, um, yeah, we wish you all the best. And obviously, we'll stay connected. um, Because, again, our P2PMAs at the moment, obviously, because you can't speak Korean at all, any of that. um, We are helping Atu out as an agency. Um, And, again, our goal is not to grow our agency. It's there just to help you if you need it, right? You have no... um, it could be you know I have no other opportunities or it could be um, yeah that I see potential in you but uh, you need help and no one else is willing to help things like that um, you can't speak Korean well I speak I speak Korean you know so um, and, and things so uh, we'll be seeing Atu time to time for sure on this episode with all that being said let us continue walking on this path to maximize our potential together we'll talk to you guys soon